As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. It does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yes, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, and I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. We join you live each and every week for the Dr. Pat Show, The Vibe of Thrive. Hey, and we've got a great, great, great show for you today. I am so thrilled that I am going to be joined by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Many of us know him as Bernie, and so you're going to hear me refer to him as Bernie as well. For many, he needs no introduction at all. Uh, for some of us, he has touched our lives in a way that it's hard to even describe. In 1978, he began talking about patient empowerment and the choice to live fully and die in peace. As a physician who has cared for and counseled innumerable people whose mortality has been threatened by an illness, Bernie embraces a philosophy of living and dying that stands in the forefront of medical ethics and spiritual issues our society grapples with today. And so he's joining me here today as someone that has written many exceptional books. As a matter of fact, in 1986, his first book, Love, Medicine, and Miracles, uh, was groundbreaking in so many ways. He went on to write Peace, Love, and Healing, How to Live Between Office Visits, uh, and then much more. me Because he's got another book. And this is a book that he and I will talk about, but more, more importantly, it is, it is truly a way of being. Uh, faith, hope, and healing, inspiring lessons learned from people living with cancer. And as I read this book, and I know some of the people in this book, I couldn't help but understand what it means to have a story of faith, hope, and healing, and how that story related to Bernie as he as he got to talk with so many people, as he does each and every day. So you're going to hear a bit about these stories, and you're going to hear a bit about what I love in the book, Bernie's Reflection. And so thank you all for tuning into the show, which, as I've said before, it's a show that I've been so looking forward to with Bernie Siegel. Bernie, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. My pleasure. How are you doing? I tell people not to ask me that because I love, you know, I mean, number one is because most people, how are you? Fine. I mean, is it true? No. <laughs> so when people ask me, how are you? I say, I'm depressed. I've run out of my antidepressant and my doctor's away on vacation. And then we really get into a conversation. It's amazing when I say to people, are you prepared for the answer or that? that they stop and I've had some wonderful conversations with people because we're all wounded you know so if you share your wounds it becomes therapy and that's why I loved asking you that question because I really wasn't looking for fine 
Right. I was looking for Bernie well, to show up, as you always do. You're so right about that. I mean, you could be dying, and the answer is fine. Yeah. I mean, there are people, that's why I say, is a difference between curing and healing. So there are people I know who are dying, but if you say, how are you, they are fine. Because they know how to handle life and what's happening. And then there are others who may physically look okay when you walk past them in the supermarket, but who are in hell, so to speak. And that's part of why I keep writing. Um, it's like trying to update, you know, age-old messages. Um, that people may not understand or may not read. Um, but if we can make it modern, how do you deal with difficulties? How do you get through life? And, um, I mean, one of our kids one day, this is years ago, he sent me an email that I thought was funny but true. He said, life sucks and most people suck. And if you get up one day and the world's beautiful and everyone loves one another, you're dead. <laughs> oh, you're in the 60s. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so, yeah, you know, when you say to people, is life fair, they go, no. I say, it must be. You're all complaining. Then they <laughs> laugh. But it's difficult. And so how do you deal with the difficulties? And, you know, and the subtitle of the book is Inspiring Lessons. And I think that's the key. You know, learn from those. What's his name? Hemingway wrote, the world breaks everyone. Some of us become strong at the broken places. My feeling is it would be a lot nicer if you were well-educated and strong enough to not break or knew how to bend at appropriate times, you know, so that you didn't have to break when something happened. And then, oh, that was a wake-up call and a blessing and a new beginning. Um, it would be nicer if you knew how to handle it and didn't have to learn from the tragedy. You know, and I wanted to ask you about this because we're talking about handling it and whatever the it is. And a lot of times people stay in the story of it. And not to discount the struggle because having cancer or any other illness is, it's not a happy moment. And yet at the same time, we get to carry the messages for as long as we choose to carry them. Yeah. What have you found for, for the years that you've been speaking with people? What has been most inspiring to you? It, well, it, it's almost the, the science behind it, so to speak. Solzhenitsyn used the term in his book, Cancer Ward, that really woke me up. Because he uses the term self-induced healing. And it fluttered out of a book. See, one of the men was reading like a rainbow-colored butterfly. And even that symbol, get your life in order, the rainbow, and transform the butterfly. And you can have self-induced healing. So what's exciting to me as a physician... And someone who counsels and coaches, is a, I like the word coach, patients, that we're capable of giving messages to our genes. And they say, oh, you like living. You love your life. Hey, let me do what I can for you. Because there's a, a line from a poem by John Updike that I put in one of my books years ago, but didn't wake up to the power of it until many years after the book was published. And it said, a coin is, a scab is a beautiful thing. A coin the body is minted with an invisible motto in God we trust. Our body loves us. And I read that line, our body loves us. So if we don't love life, if we don't love our body, then you get the opposite reaction. In other words, your body's trying to do you a favor. So if you get up on Monday morning and hate your life, your body will help you end your life on Monday, where we have more heart attacks, strokes, suicides, and illnesses. 
But if you got up on Monday saying, I love my life, the opportunity it affords me, your body says, hey, I'm going to pitch in, kid, and we'll do the best we can. So I know people who, instead of dying in two months, lived over five years. I know people who should have been dead in a few months who were walking around 30 years later with no sign of cancer and other diseases. Because, and again, they didn't try to not die. They went home and gave birth to a new life. See, that's the other symbol, born again. I mean, at the symbol of the water, whether it's uh, baptism or the Red Sea or immersing in other, you know, in myths and fairy tales and coming out of something, that you have to give birth to yourself, the true self. And when you do that, again, your body says, oh, boy, that feels good. Let me see what I can do for you. And it's all science. You know, as we're beginning to study and learn more about genes, they respond to emotions. In other words, what they're responding to is the chemistry of your body when you are feeling depressed, fearful, in love, happy. You know, it, it's a very different environment. So the genes don't decide. It's the stimulation to the genes and the triggering off that then makes the decision which gene becomes active based on your lifestyle. And, you know, Bernie, one of the things that you you come out and you talk about in this book, which which I loved is, it, you know, each story has Bernie's reflection. And, each and story... let me say this, that why I love the word reflection. I mentioned mm-hmm. water. In order to know yourself, to see your reflection, the water has to be calm and you have to be calm. Ah. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what I was just going to ask you about because right now there are people that are listening to the show and people that will listen to the show as it gets, you know, spread across the, the globe. And, and, and many folks have emailed us on the show and they have said, you know, I listen to your show regularly. I'm a loyal listener, but my life is coming apart. And others say that if your life is coming apart, you're setting yourself up for illness of any, just about any kind. Yeah. And what can we do? Well, you know, the way I see it is we spend most of our life in a trance state. Mm-hmm. When you say my life is coming apart, what does that mean? What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen next year? Where am I going to be? So, yeah, think about what your body's going through. But if, what if you got up and said, I don't know what's going to happen next year. What my mother used to say is God is redirecting you. Something good will come of this. I mean, Norman Vincent Peale's mother. Norman, if God slams one door, further down the corridor, another will be opened. So... You see, if you were brought up with a hypnotherapist parent, yes. then when you had trouble, you said, look, I don't know what's coming. Let me see what I can accomplish today. I mean, one of our kids, when he was seven, said to me, because I thought he had a malignant bone tumor. I mean, he had a tumor on an x-ray. We didn't know what kind it was, but the odds are it was malignant, and he'll be dead in a year. And he came to me and said, Dad, I need to talk to you. You're handling this poorly. Now, that's a seven-year-old talking to his father, see, who's a doctor. What was I doing picturing a disastrous future? He was trying to have a nice day and go play in the front yard, and I would rather have him depressed in his room because what's going to happen? So, you know, you have to live that day. Is it easy? No. But you have to work. This is it, you see. That's why finding coaches, if you're screwing up, living the wrong way, that somebody in your family, well, Here's a true story. A man came up to me. He had a pin that was the word attitude. He said, I wanted to show you this. I have a brain tumor. When I'm not handling it properly, my wife walks up, grabs the pin, and says, Honey, straighten out your attitude. 
You see, that was their internal family message. And so it was her feedback to him, call it criticism, if you will, saying, honey, you're losing, you know, your way. Let's get you back again. And so you put up around your house, where you work, where you live, what I call little shrines, little messages. Hey, it could be a picture of Bernie Siegel. You walk past and it's Bernie saying, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. I have that sign up in my house. I mean, and, and a lot of other poems and signs from patients. Uh, my parents' portrait hanging there in the front hall. So when I walk by, they're looking at me saying, hey, lighten up. Enjoy the day. And so there's constant therapy in your life. And, you know, you can use your refrigerator and <laughs> put a magnet on. And every time you go, okay. And, again, and it's work. I'm not saying this is simple or easy. It's work. Uh, but you'll appreciate it if you live it that way and, and don't keep visualizing the worst. And think of how you affect your children when all you do is go around giving them what one man called mottos to die by. Because I was asking people, what mottos do you live by, thinking of my parents, at a workshop. And he said, you didn't ask us what mottos we're dying by. And boy, uh, and yeah, and I'd say 80% of the world grows up with parents who don't, aren't therapeutic or worse in terms of abuse and rejection. And that's why you, all these headlines, you know, with kids killing and committing suicide and all the violence, it's about no connections, no relationships, uh, and the resentment and anger and revenge that you want to take against this terrible world and what they did to me. You know, one of the one of Bernie's reflections is that uh, when we believe life is good, it becomes good. Yeah. And and I, I love that because you know I wake up some days and I I, I you know I reflect and think right. maybe I I slept with Darth Vader Vader last night. But well, look at how many books are being written now. You know, on um, the law of attraction. Yep. And this is true that that you create. You know, if you walk around with negative thoughts. Well, Jung said it this way, the future is unconsciously prepared long in advance and therefore can be guessed by clairvoyance. So when you go to a fortune teller and they tell you what's going to happen, it's because you are creating that. So, again, when you go around with an attitude that is, you know, in a positive direction, let me see what I can create. Um, and, you know, the old uh, joke where this kid is wandering through... Uh, a ton of horse manure and somebody says then what are you doing in there he says well there's got to be a pony here somewhere <laughs> um you know and and it's that kind of thing when you are looking for the goodness uh you're more likely to find it than if you walk around with your head you know down looking at the ground all the time hey, and, you and know when yep, after that my father-in-law was quadriplegic uh, due to an accident, an injury, and he was in a wheelchair. I was very depressed, and somebody mentioned to us, if you get him a wheelchair with a back that can be tilted back, he'll now be able to look up and be less depressed. And it was amazing, that simple thing, you see. So think about it. When you walk out of the house, I do this. When I go out in the morning, if I'm having, like one of the days you mentioned, taking the dogs out, I say, Bernie, look up. And as soon as you look up at the sky, it's like, oh, thank you. I feel better. It's so vast. It's so expansive. And, you know, and, and some days I'm, I'm like everybody else. I, I live in my little box, and I choose not to live there for very long. You know, my, my mom used to tell us kids, look, you know, if you think you're having a bad day, you're not. This is an opportunity for you to look at what you're not getting in your life. 
And I never really understood that until I got older. And she, she went on to say before she passed, she went on to say, you know, think about the times in your life where you think you've been dealt a bad deck of cards or a rotten egg. And then look at the weeks or months after that, or maybe the year after that, and what happened from that experience. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. You know, what is it that we can do to look at illnesses as the gifts that show up to us? Well, your mother and mine had the same training, it sounds like. I think so. They must have went to that school up from the box. I as a teenager, but uh, I used to really think it was a disaster. My mother really didn't care because you come home from school with a, a horrible day. And they say, Ma, I had a horrible oh, It was meant to be. God is redirecting you. Something good will come to this. Yeah, right, Ma. Thanks a lot. And I go to my room and talk, and talk to God with the door shut. So nobody would say, Who are you talking to? And I'd say, God, oh, come on, we're taking you to a psychiatrist. But, you know, what I learned was just what you learned. I didn't know the future. So I would have a disappointment, and six months later, because of it, something good would happen. The other side of the coin came from a friend of mine. Again, I'm having a day. I love Jung's term, gnawing unrest. I don't uh-huh. like depression. You know, you're having a day where things don't feel right. And she said to me, Bernie, do you get upset when you're hungry? I said, no, I get something to eat. She said, right, you nourish yourself. So ask yourself, what are these feelings telling me? What nourishment do I need to bring into my life so I don't have to go through these feelings again? And I love that. So that, again, you can see your pain as labor pains, giving birth to a new you. And then they don't hurt as much. But again, so or if you're feeling depressed, you don't get depressed because you're depressed, knowing it isn't good to be depressed, and you know what it does to your immune function and hormones. And what if you say to yourself, "Okay, I'm depressed. Let me sit down, look at it, say, what do I need to do to nourish my life so I don't feel this depression again?" And then something positive comes of it. And one other way of helping is to literally say to yourself whether it's depression, backache, headache, uh, cancer, anything. Say, if I had to describe my experience to someone else, what words would I use? Now, when I say that, it isn't to say I have a migraine, headache, a carcinoma, the colon. That's a diagnosis, not an experience. But if you said, oh, my headache, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Oh, my cancer, it, it's failure. Then I would say, how do the words fit your life? Say, And then you suddenly come out with, What's the pressure in my life? Why do I feel like a failure? And then, the, again, the affliction begins to heal your life. And uh, you begin to learn from it. And it isn't, again, such a terrible thing when it becomes a teacher. And you're more likely to heal your life and derive a byproduct of a cure with it. You know, when I when I sat down and I, I read the book and I read the stories, and, you know, I certainly... I recognize some of these people in the book, Lynn Zeller in particular. And I went through and I, and I thought about the title of the book, Faith, Hope, and Healing, and that you and I were going to talk today. There's so much that we could say to help people, and that's what I'd love this show today to be about, right. how to get to that place of faith, hope, and healing so that everybody listening to the show knows that this is something you can do. It's not just something that Dr. Bernie Siegel and, and I sit here and talk about. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about how you move past the fear, how you can look at your life and heal yourself. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
Hi, I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. For weeks, you've heard me stress the importance of probiotics to your health and beauty transformation plan. Healthy inner ecology gives new meaning to the term inner beauty and is critical to your digestion, looks, and immune health. How do you get your inner ecology humming? Start with a quality daily probiotic to balance your good versus bad bacteria. My favorite, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus. It's fermented for three years using 12 strains of living bacteria, including the powerful TH10 strain. It even helps your body produce its own unique strains of good bacteria. I've recommended Dr. O'Hara's for years and seen some amazing benefits in myself and in my program attendees who use it daily. Take your inner beauty to the next level. Get Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus today at Vitamin Shop and other health stores or online at probiotics12.com. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Results may vary. Do you love who and what you see in the mirror? Stop struggling with weight loss and learn to love who you are right now. 95% of dieters regain their weight within five years for a reason. They never truly learn to love their bodies. Visit BodyImageMastery.com to start your journey towards self-love and healing and get the results that you've always wanted. Call Laura Fenimore at 415-464-1234 or visit BodyImageMastery.com. Hi, I'm Paul McCormick, and I want to help you become financially free. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com, and you'll find my book that just became a bestseller, Passing Up Susie Orman and Rich Dad Poor Dad. And when you buy my book today, you're going to get four ebooks, all for the price of one. Plus, I'm going to throw in six CD downloads absolutely free when you buy my book today. Go to my website, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com, secretsofthemillionaireinside.com. Okay, okay, you're stressed. You need a little R&R. Wouldn't going to a spa help? There's all kinds of spas, too. Destination spas, medical spas, day spas, even dental and mobile spas. Where do you find the right spa at the right price? Oh, no, more stress? Well, not anymore. Visit SpaFinders.com. At SpaFinders.com, you'll find everything you need to know about spas from around the world. So de-stress. Click on SpaFinders.com right on our homepage. Ah. Oh. I'm feeling relaxed already. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, if you want to find out more information about us or sign up for our newsletter, you can go to www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E. DRPatShow.com, or just go to DrPatRadio.com, and it'll get you the same place. You can sign up for a newsletter and find out about shows that we're doing all week long, uh, like this one today with Bernie Siegel, and he's joining me here today as, you know, someone that has taken his life and committed himself to helping each and every one of us understand that we have the power to heal. And joining me today, Dr. Bernie Siegel, is the author of Faith, Hope, and Healing. It's a book that I, I spent reading this, this weekend, and the stories are truly inspirational. And yet, at the end of every story, we get to hear Bernie's reflection. Bernie, thank you so much for joining the show today. I mean, I, I truly, truly loved reading this book. It is exactly like you've said, Faith, Hope, and Healing. And I wanted to ask you about faith, hope, and healing, and fear. I mean, many of us that have had chronic illnesses wake up and, you know, you're sitting across from your doctor 
and your doctor says you have blank. And and in that moment, there are, there are times when we come become completely completely filled with fear, and you could see it in the looks of of the faces of so many people. Yet the stories that you share in the book are just amazing. Everything from baby Jamie to animals as healers. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, did you find with the people that you've interviewed, did you find a common theme or something about each of them that, that pretty much captures the group as a whole? Well, yes. There, there's, that's part of what I try to get across. That If you pick up a Bible, read the Buddha, um, the Talmud, go into myths and fairy tales, go to addiction meetings, talk to kids with cancer and Marines, and say, how do you survive? You'll notice there are common themes coming from all of them. They, they say the ultimate one relates to being born again and why water is such a significant symbol, you know, the reflection I mentioned. So it's, it's how do you create your new and authentic life? In other words, the biblical line, he who seeks to save his life will lose it. We end up pleasing everybody else and giving up our lives. And then he who's willing to lose his life will save it. But what you need to lose is the untrue self, the meaningless self, and really find some meaning in your life. Uh, and that changes everything. So there's a list for survival behavior, you know, do I have a sense of meaning in my life? Can I express anger appropriately in defense of myself? Can I ask for help? Can I say no when I don't want to do things? Uh, do I decide about the prescriptions that are offered me? In other words, what treatments I go through? Um, do I have play in my life? Do I use my feelings to redirect my life rather than get depressed about depression, as we talked about before? And that I'm not living a role, I'm living a unique, authentic life. So again, there are men I know who want to die because they can't work anymore. There are women who die because the kids have left home. Um, and believe me, you know, many of these women especially stay alive for God knows how long because I can't die till they're all married and out of the house. And then they leave home and mama lies down and dies because what do I have to do now? Um, so it's, again, what you have to do is find out who you are, your authentic self. The faith aspect, I think, is not about religion. Religion uh-huh. can be a real problem um, because of the rules and regulations that go with it. Okay? So if you see God as a punisher who gives you cancer to make you more spiritual, and believe me, some of the world's best-known clergy say things that God decides see what you get. Um, and that's this is my answer to that. If, if any of those clergy said, yes, God can give people this to me, I would say to them, um, if you lose your car keys, do you walk home, knowing God wants you to walk home? They say, no, I look for my car keys. And I say to people, if you lose your health, go look for that. Mm-hmm. What you need is faith in the right Lord, so to speak. Um, and that's not material things. And you know, one, a Lord who makes you feel guilty if you break the rules. And the hope, again, is not about statistics. You know, I always say to people that, you know, there can be false beliefs. In other words, if you said, I know I'm going to win the lottery, and you put every penny you had into it and you didn't win, I'd say that's a false expectation. You know, so when we look at our lives, and, we're, and I'm, reading, I'm reading some of these stories in here, Bernie, and I, I, I love, first of all, I love the stories. I love what people have to say. 
and and I know that this book is has come out in a time when we so need it. I mean, we're looking at the number of people that are being diagnosed with cancer and other Hello? other diseases. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, because I was hearing beeps, so I thought I got cut off, and then my phone rang, so I thought it was you calling me. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, wow. I think what we have, <laughs> what we have is some of these kinds of things happen to me all the time. I'm glad you're back. Uh, right. I'm glad you actually never left. <laughs> no, I just, you know, heard my other phone ring, so I thought, oops, something must have happened. But anyway, uh, where was I? Well, you know, and we're talking about people, you know, getting a diagnosis, and yet right. I read the book, and I, I, yeah, the whole, let me, these the stories are amazing. About, about the lottery. Yes. But, but on the other hand, if you buy one ticket, you could win the lottery. That's right. So, you know, if somebody said to you, well, you'll be dead in six months, is there anybody who didn't die? Yes, but I'm talking about 90%. Well, okay, but you got a 10% chance of not being. So, to me, it's our potential. That's another key word. Rebirth yourself and look at your potential. And here's a wonderful line from Ernest Holmes. What if Jesus was the only per normal person who ever lived? I know the guy was smiling when he wrote that. He had to be. But, you know, when I read that line, I thought, wow, there we go again. I know certain politicians who I admire because they're in politics and have said to me, Bernie, it's the potential. That's why I put up with all the craziness of politics because it may take me five years to help people, but I've accomplished it. So we have to look at what is our potential. Again, if you're brought up with parents, teachers, religions, doctors who make you feel like a failure, then you're afraid to seek your potential. I could do it wrong. I'll be ashamed again. I'll be a failure, like my mother said. But if you grew up with love, that's not a problem. And let me add this. People who don't grow up with love are multiple personalities who are afraid of the world and put a wall up to protect themselves so they don't develop relationships and a meaningful life. If you go up with love, you're not afraid of what do the neighbors think of me. You're being yourself. You can be a clown, a child, um, have a sense of humor, feel free to love and relate to people because you're not worried what will they think. And then you really live up to your potential because you're not afraid to, as in Harold and Moore, the movie, Ruth Gordon says, reach out, take a chance, get hurt even, play as well as you can, go team, go. Give me an L, give me an I, give me a V, give me an E, live. Otherwise, you got nothing to talk about in the locker room. That's the message. And, you know, and then the next question, I guess, is about love. Uh, how important is it to love our illness? I mean, you know, now I've just heard the words, you know, you have cancer. Love the disease. Mm -hmm. And this is something I try to point out to people. I want you to love your body, but not what's wrong with it. Um, so you don't have to love your disease. Now, you don't have to kill to get well. I mean, I know conscientious objectors who their imagery is, I'm carrying my cancer cells away. So what I want people to do is eliminate their disease. You see, because, quote Mother Teresa, I'm not going to an anti-war rally, but if you ever have a peace rally, call me. You see, when you fight a war against your disease, you empower your enemy. But if you say, how can I heal my life? You know, the last word in the title of the book, healing. How can I heal my life? Then you help eliminate the disease. Um, but when you focus on the enemy, you empower it. You know, one of the things that I, I was struck by in the book, and I'd love to talk to you about this when we come back, is 
how the people, each of the, each of the stories in, in the book, the changes that the individuals must have gone through from the moment that they heard about their cancer to the moment that they moved to that place of healing. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Bernie Siegel about what it means to change and how do we use pain and depression to our benefit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Bad, Dr. Pacho and my very special guest, Bernie Siegel. Susan, how's your diet going? It's going great. I had noodles for dinner last night. Noodles? Come on, that can't be on your diet. Well, I eat miracle noodles. They're the secret calorie-free noodles that Japanese women have eaten for years to stay thin. Hmm, how is that possible? They're made only from soluble fiber. That's it. Guilt-free noodles, Eva. Well, I'm full. Where do you get them? Well, it's my little secret. But okay, you can get them at MiracleNoodles.com. Hey, Carol, looks like you haven't been sleeping well lately. Yeah, Dr. Pat, I'm really upset about losing so much of our retirement fund due to the market. Do you have any ideas? Let me tell you about my friend Tom. He told me to put my money in an index universal life retirement plan. It protects me from market loss, disability, increased taxes, litigation, and the financial upset of premature death. That sounds like a smart plan. How do I reach him? Call Tom, Tom Leota at WeExcel Financial, 888-252-3083, or his website, Debt Free. MCA.com. Performance Velocity brings you the breakthrough human performance formula, ETA equals R, where energy intelligence is the key competency for the successful business leader. Are you ready for this emerging trend? You can ignite leadership, accelerate execution, and deliver peak performance every time. Performance Velocity can help you, your management team, or your company. Call 303-744-2464. Human performance is their business. Visit performancevelocity.com and start getting results now. Perf Go Green. Biodegradable by nature, green by choice. Traditional trash bags stay in our landfills and pollute the earth for over 800 years or more. Perf Go Green trash bags disappear naturally within two years and leave nothing harmful behind. Convert your home, school, and business to Perf Go Green. Now available at Walgreens, Amazon.com, OfficeMax, and other local stores. Visit PerfGoGreen.com. That's P-E-R-F, gogreen.com. Dig deep for the most complete and detailed credit reporting on the planet. It's creditinvest.com. With creditinvest.com, you can capture more usable information in less time and at a lower cost than the current industry leaders. So dig deep, but keep your money in your business. For the best credit reporting, visit creditinvest.com or call 877-577-7573. 877-577-7573 today. The Bright Side of Talk. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Very special guest today, Dr. Bernie Siegel. And if you want to find out uh, more about Bernie, you can go to his website, BernieSiegelMD.com. I would also uh, like to mention that the book is available, Faith, Hope, and Healing, Inspiring Lessons Learned from People Living with Cancer. Again, uh, Dr. Bernie Siegel and Jennifer Sander. Uh, you know, Bernie, thank you so much for joining the show today. I mean, you know, pain, depression, fear, anxiety, you know, all wrapped up into one or two words that you hear from your doctor. And the question is, 
you know, if you are well-versed in, especially some of the teachings you just mentioned, Ernest Holmes, then the journey becomes a little bit easier. But let's say you're not, you know, how do we encourage people, where can we point to to say to folks, you too can take this journey in a different way? It, you know, the hard part, I call it reparenting, that you have to get people to feel worthy, you know, mm. to have self-worth and self-esteem. Otherwise, they don't listen to the coach. I mean, if you go out for a ball team and I tell you how to do it better, you may not show up the next day, oh, he picked on me and he criticized me. But if you're there to enjoy participating, you say, oh, okay, thanks, coach. You know, I'll focus on that and, and try to be better next time. So, you know, people who can't handle criticism are in big trouble because they're always making excuses and they're never, and they're not willing to change, really. But I think when you're willing to listen, uh, to change, to act as if you're the person you want to be, is the way I put it to a lot of people, uh, then you can accomplish that. And as I say, the other is that how we help others to do it is by loving them. And I didn't say liking them or what they're doing, but by loving them as human beings, as individuals, so that they begin to realize somebody does care about me, I am worth something, so I ought to pay attention to what I'm doing and how I'm caring for myself or destroying myself. Mm -hmm. Because it isn't about information, it's about inspiration. I always say, smokers, alcoholics, you know, drug addicts, 200 pounds overweight, that is not stupidity. Uh, that is really addictions and self-destruction related to lack of self-love. Uh, well, a study done at Harvard, if your parents loved you while you were at Harvard, when the students were looked up 35 years later, approximately one out of four had suffered a major illness. If they said my parents didn't love me while they were attending school, uh, 35 years later, almost 100% had suffered a major illness. Hmm. So you see how your behavior, you know, it's not just an accident. It has so much to do with how you brought up. I always say that, I mean, I won't get into the specifics, but due to health problems my mother had and other things, I was literally born in ugly something. And when my mother told me how I was treated as an infant, literally hid from people, I said to her, why am I a drug addict or an alcoholic? And her answer was, her mother, I had a grandmother. After, you know, reading the, the ugly duckling, the grandchildren, I realized, wow, if the ugly duckling had a grandmother, he wouldn't have had to go off on his own, you know, and find, again, in the water, find his reflection, his beauty. Um, and so that's what we need to be for each other. We need to be grandparents. And, uh, you know, my sense of humor always is, you have kids, and we have five of them, they're ch our children. When they have kids, they have grandchildren. And those kids will have great-grandchildren. And the difference is that we are now much more accepting and loving and forgiving so to become grand and great-grand. But when they're your kids, you're more likely to, you know, tell them, do this, you know. Right. Yeah. And, you know, this is really the journey continues, so to speak. I mean, you know, the work in progress that each and every one of us are, uh, you know, what I would what I would love to, to ask you about is being in this place where we see ourselves as a work of progress. I mean, Bernie, do, is there anything you think we can't overcome? That we can't? Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's why I, I don't start out saying, oh, we can't. I mean, I'd say, let's see what happens. 
Um, because, you see, the, the, what's so interesting about nature, um, a botanist called it spontaneous reversal. See, what's built into us are survival mechanisms. The creator loves us. And so bacteria can resist antibiotics. Viruses resist vaccines. By genetically altering themselves, plants survive um, all kinds of weather. I was just reading about some tree in, you know, like in the Arctic area that dehydrates itself so it doesn't freeze in the cold you know, winter. Wow. It doesn't have, you say, how does a, a tree know how to do that? But it's built in, and the same is built into us. But we have so many emotional issues, you know, that bacteria, viruses, and trees don't have to deal with that, and because the word fear, you talked about that, that's the most destructive thing there is. That if we live in fear, our immune function goes down, stress hormone levels go up, we're tearing our body apart. Because it was meant to protect us. In other words, when is fear appropriate? When you're walking in the woods and you see a poisonous snake and you leap. I was amazed the other day. I was riding my bike and I thought I saw a fox on this path I was biking. And boy, I, I you know, spun the bike around, turned away, and then I realized, dope, it's a branch with this weird shadow. I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, so it looked like an animal. But what was interesting to me is I had already protected myself before I was saying, hey, dumbbell, it's not a fox, it's a tree branch. And I, I was just amazed at how quickly I responded. That's what the fear is about. Our muscles, our brain, boom, get you out of here. But if you live in that fear, your body can't heal. So you need to move into a growth phase. Um, then the healing can happen. And in that, yes, you're at peace. You're looking at your life in a different way. And your body starts to grow and heal, and the immune function goes up and the cortisol levels go down. You can prove this by putting people in a show. In other words, give them a script of a comedy, give them a script of a tragedy, and their blood chemistry is altered by the role they're playing. Well, and you know, this is what I love. I love talking to you, Bernie. Bernie Siegel, my very special guest today, the book is Faith, Hope, and Healing. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the things that we can do. Are you in this position right now where you're struggling, struggling from an illness that you're not even sure how to pronounce, or is something else going on? What can you do? And by the way, can animals help us heal? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bernie Siegel and the Dr. Pat Show in a moment. to help people deal with loss and the grieving process. The new online certificate in bereavement studies at the Center for Integrative Health focuses on the spiritual, cultural, and workplace aspects of loss. Completely online, the one course per month format allows you to complete the certificate in as little as nine months and earn graduate credit from a regionally accredited institution. Financial aid is available. Visit centerforintegrativehealth.org for the National University Systems Center for Integrated Health. That's centerforintegrativehealth.org. Have you signed up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter? Find out about upcoming guests, current promotions, events, and information. Go to thedrpatshow.com. That's thedrpatshow.com and sign up now. 
Hey, Benny, Dr. Pat's looking pretty good lately, don't you think? Yeah, you know what? I noticed that, too. Maybe she's got some new makeup. Nope, it's the ageless secret she's been using. It's an all-natural, organic, energetic cosmetic that's stronger than gravity. They say people that start using it look younger while they're getting older. It's made with purified water and special ingredients, including trace minerals, aloe, and MSM. Ageless secret. Do you think I should start using it? Sure. Why not? And get me some, too. Hey, guys, I heard you talking about the ageless secret. You've got to try it. Just a few sprays of the light mist, and my face feels tighter and smoother. The longer I've been using it, the better my results have become. You're going to absolutely love it. So go to agelesssecret.com or call 888-424-4247. That's agelesssecret.com or give them a shout at 888-424-4247 and get some now. You want to get unstuck, be free from fears and doubts, and finally feel good about yourself. You just don't know how to get there. Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond any limitations and achieve true self-empowerment. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Earth-Friendly Radio, HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, I've got Dr. Bernie Siegel in the house. If you want to find out more about him, uh, the books that he has, the, uh, some of the articles he has on his website, which is fabulous, you can go to BernieSiegelMD.com. Uh, and check that out. The new book is Faith, Hope, and Healing, Inspiring Lessons Learned from People Living with Cancer. And I was telling Bernie during the break that I really love this book. I love the stories. I love how people are talking about their lives. Um, some of the stories, you know, a couple of them here would certainly make you cry. Um, but it truly is about faith, hope, and healing. And sometimes, I don't know, Bernie, for me, I'm reminded through someone else's eyes of how magnificent we are and, and, and the power that we truly have to change our lives, regardless of where we are in the moment. So thank you for joining me here today and, you know, and, and, and taking a look at how some of the most horrific circumstances in our lives can truly be gifts if we choose to see them as that. Yeah, and, you know, when I said, how would you describe your illness? Uh, you know, the experience, I was amazed to have people say literally gift, blessing, mm. wake-up call, new beginning. And, see, that's part of the message I try to get to people is we're all mortal. We're all here for a limited time. You know, it's like this program. At some point, you'll say to me, Bernie, we're running out of time. Yeah, we're all going to run out of time. Uh-huh. Whenever I get up and lecture, I hold up. I, I always take them. You know, you go out to speak and certain groups will be very obsessive about how long you talk. So they have somebody in the front row with, you know, time uh, printed on pieces of paper. So, you know, 15, 10, 5, and I always take them, and I like to hold them up before I lecture, you know, 60, 30, 15, 10, 5, wrap it up. Um, you know, and they laugh, but I say, this is your life, you know, so accept that you're here for a limited time and ask, how do I want to spend my life's time? Because, again, when I see people who have said to me, no, no, I don't want any more treatment for my cancer. I want to go home and make the world beautiful. 
uh, or I'm moving to Colorado, I'm buying a house on the ocean for my last few months. Yeah, the fellow who was a landscaper I wrote about, he went home to make the world beautiful with an incurable cancer I had operated on, lived to age 94, just making the world beautiful. Guy who moved to Colorado called a year later because I wasn't invited to his funeral, and he answered the phone and said, it's so beautiful I forgot to die. But I have to tell you, there are people in Colorado who can't see why it helped them to move here. And I always say to them, maybe you need to be in Florida. You know, that's when it gets nuts, you see, that wherever you are, you don't feel it's the right place for me. Then get up and go. I mean, because you have a choice. You either, you know, choose to be happy or you can change. So either change your life or change your attitude. Either one works. You don't have to be miserable. The people, see, that's the part. The greatest gift I've gotten from this work for 30 years is I'm not afraid of anything, okay? And because I know I can handle it. I've met people who have. The other is I'm not, you know, afraid in the sense of spending my time worrying what other people think. See, so I don't give away my power. That's the other great gift, that if something happens, I'm in charge of how I feel when it's done. You know, I'm not angry at this person because they didn't like what I said or my, they didn't like my book or they were nasty to me. Hey, I decide what I do for the next 10 minutes or next 10 years. And if I want to get up every day miserable because of what you did, then I'm letting you continue to steal from me and rob me of my time. And so I let go of things or resolve things. Mm -hmm. For me, love is a weapon. I love to love people and drive them crazy because <laughs> they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to ask you about hope. Uh, and and we're, we're hearing the word hope now more than I think we've heard in the past hundred years. Um, and we hear it just about everywhere. It's in our television commercials. It's in the news. Uh, some people are saying we have no hope, but I wanted to ask you about hope and, you know, how you would define hope in terms of someone that is in, let's call it a work in progress in their healing right. journey. It, well, what's the, the poet, I forgot her name, um, but she said, hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Mm. Female, uh, it'll come to me later, but... Um, to me, I got criticized for giving false hope. And as I said earlier in the program, hope is not statistical. People who have hope live longer lives. In other words, an optimist lives longer than a pessimist in the same condition. Now, if you interview them, the pessimist may be more accurate about life, uh -huh. like what's going on in our economy. But the optimist says, hey, you know, something good could come of this. And is more likely to survive. So this is what, you know, even volunteers, you see, again, doing for others, finding something good in the difficulty. You have a problem, help other people with that problem. You live a longer, healthier life because you're giving something now and feeling that if you give some love, you are rewarded also. So those are the benefits of these actions. And hope is also something that gives you benefit. Um, in, I forgot what the movie was also. There, there are prisoners in South Africa, black men. And one of them says to the other, there's no hope. He said, there is hope. And he said, 
but you're giving the men false hope. And he said false hope is better than no hope at all. Ah. See, but it isn't false. So that people in concentration camps, labor camps, those with hope or who decide to help others, who really want to survive, to spread the message uh, in the future about what happened, yeah, they find reason to live and do so. And that's where the mind becomes incredibly powerful. I have an article written by a doctor who years ago was thrown into a concentration camp with his community. He expected all the chronically ill people to die. He didn't have a damn thing to give them anymore. And he was so amazed at how many of them survived and lived because he said, if you go into the infirmary, a bullet through your head or you're starved. So he said it was obvious that the will to live took over for these people, that their mm-hmm. mind rejected illness and they survived. And so he had to write about it because it was so unbelievable to him that this could happen. And I think that's why, to me, there is potential that, you know, if the person has the desire and the intention, to quote quantum physicist Fred Allen Wolf, desire and intention alter the physical world, causing things to occur which would not normally occur if they were not desired. See, so the quantum physicists see this in their experiments. Uh, astronomers, too, you know, have to say, hey, you know, there's got to be hope. Look at creation. Yes. You see, they, they, they don't have quick answers to everything. And that's why I think doctors get into a lot of trouble. They think they understand and know everything. Okay. A, no, you don't. There's a lot of mystery in the human body, which I wish we were exploring, because I think it's more interesting than outer space. That's a personal belief. Uh, well, it's, the, it's inner space. Yeah, that if we studied inner space, I think we would just be fascinated by the incredible intelligence that goes on within a human cell. Mm-hmm. Even I've learned from seeds that um, a road near us was paved over, and a plant, a skunk cabbage, came pushing through the pavement. And I took our family down. I said, look at that. Why are we here, Dad? I said, because I want you to know if you ever run into trouble, you're paved over. How do you know which way is up? A seed knows gravity. And do you, when you hit the wall, do you quit? No, you keep pushing. Look at the crack in the pavement, and the seed found the light again. Wow. You imitate the seed. I love that. Bernie Siegel joining me here today. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Personal message from Bernie. Is your body missing something? Our bodies know when we're not getting enough omega-3s from our diets. And if you're missing out on omega-3s, you're probably also missing out on things like better moods, more comfortable joints, healthier skin, and much more. Thousands of studies now show the multitasking health benefits of omega-3s for everything from heart, brain, joint, and metabolic health to improving immunity and the body's response to stress. Studies also show that the best source of omega-3s is a fish oil supplement. I'm Kat James, and for me, everything changed when I started taking fish oil. I'm a true believer in the power of fish oil and in the purity and environmental dedication of Nordic Naturals. Their patented processing technology ensures industry-leading purity and freshness and a clean, fruity taste. Get the omega-3s you're missing with Nordic Naturals' complete line of award-winning fish oils for adults, children, and pets. Learn more at nordicnaturals.com. Are you going through a divorce? 
FreshStartAfterDivorce.com has been created to support you during and after divorce. It's packed with resources, articles, and tips from experts nationwide. As a business personal coach who specializes in divorce and founder of the National Association of Divorce for Women and Children, Joni Winberg's mission is to provide the support and encouragement you need to move your life forward. You don't have to face this challenging time alone. Go to FreshStartAfterDivorce.com. Information, entertainment, worldwide. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Bernie Siegel joining me here today. Hey, Bernie, thank you so much for today's show. I wanted to ask you, what's your personal message for folks? The personal message, I just thought of this, that people understand. When you have a question, ask yourself, WWLD, what would Lassie do? And if you use Lassie as a role model, I think you'll have a wonderful life. And also to bring pets into your life because, yes, you pet a dog, your bonding hormones go up, oxytocin, serotonin. But even if you're responsible for goldfish or a plant, there are studies done in nursing homes that show how much longer you live. So get involved, connect with life, and give yourself the gift of life. And for those of you out there, get a copy of this book, Faith, Hope, and Healing, Inspiring Lessons Learned from People Living with Cancer, Dr. Bernie Siegel. Bernie, thank you so much for a fabulous, fabulous show. All right, everyone, until next time, remember, faith, hope, and healing. It's all yours to do. We'll be right back next week with the Dr. Pat Show. 